Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. NFL Trend Zone. I am your host, Dustin Baker, here with Wes Johnson, Jason Bowen. We're kicking it tonight, talking about the Super Bowl that's coming up in a few days, the Kyler, Kyler Murray hoopla, deleting stuff from his Instagram, something strange like that. Some of the coaching hires, basically all of the week's NFL topics. That's on the docket. That's what we do. But first, we're going to talk about betonline.ag. BetOnline um, is the spot for the big game, which heads heads our way on Sunday, Super Sunday. It's the last game of the football season. As always, Bet Online has you covered from odds, scores, totals, player performance props to where the next head coach um, might land. Even though most of the uh, gigs are already filled, perhaps next year for coaching stuff. Bet Online is the number one spot for all of your things NFL betting in 2022, and it's not just football. Bet Online's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business from sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet online is your number one online wagering destination head to bet online today or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use your promo code B L E A V believe to get you started. The fastest and easiest way to wager in all of your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online where the game starts. The topics are plenty full, but that's nothing new. Um, we're, uh, the eve, so to speak, of the Super Bowl and the coaching tree NFL carousel, I should say, has filled out entirely. Uh, but the first thing I want to talk about is topical, and it's something that only folks in 2022 talk about is that Kyler Murray either doing a personal rebrand or is disgruntled with the Arizona Cardinals because somebody himself or his agent access to his Instagram wiped everything from the Cardinals uh, about the Cardinals from his Instagram. So. Of course, that kicks up dust in the digital stratosphere of trying to figure out, is he want out? Does he want to join the rest of these dudes that want to play elsewhere? Wes is Kyler Murray. First of all, he's 24 years old. So, you know, he's a top 10 quarterback. He looked like garbage in the playoffs this time. But I think, uh, what, 25 teams would probably salivate over uh, him on their team. Do you think this scrub is coincidental or are we going to bang the drum for some rumor mill Kyler stuff? Uh, I, I think it's probably just coincidental. He's likely, um, you know, maybe a little disgruntled on how the season ended. Uh, they started out hot and then they kind of lost their steam um, in the last half of the season. Um, let's see, he is under contract with the Cardinals, um, through 2023, should they, um, exercise his fifth year option, which I fully imagine they will. Uh, so I, I think it's much to do about nothing. Um, maybe there's a little, uh, discontent there, but. Uh, maybe not. Uh, it, it might just be house cleaning time. 
the only way that he like this would come to fruition that he wanted to be traded is if uh, indeed he was just like Deshaun Watson, like steadfast about ever playing for them again. If that kicked up all of a sudden, because the Cardinals absolutely are in a spot where they have a top 10 quarterback with two years left at a discount. So to speak next year, he's $11 million against the cap. And the year after that, they can opt in for $25 million, um, because of where he was drafted. So they can do the rookie quarterback thing for two more years. And uh, they, I mean, they should. Kyler actually has well, – sorry, Jason. Uh, Kyler has one thing that uh, Deshaun Watson doesn't, and it's, it's nothing to do with Deshaun's legal issue. Uh, Murray was a uh, first-round draft pick of the Oakland Athletics, so – <laughs> baseball is always a, a fallback for him and, and if he wants to get traded somewhere i mean that in itself uh, is a real uh bargaining chip uh, because it's not simply him just sitting out it's screw you i'm i'm gonna go to baseball i, I can make you know, <laughs> is he a pitcher or what is he uh believe an infielder second oh. baseman or shortstop okay and the this is kind of like this gives me flashbacks to the media always saying the young youngest Manning brother was the best. Um, is Kyler supposed to be like bona fide baseball all star? Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> like no doubt, right? Yep. Yeah, he was a uh, he was well, he was be- he was better at five, baseball. Top three pick in in baseball of the athletics. Okay. So, so that's real. Uh, I mean, I remember that debate, <clears throat> first of all, we're in a Rosen or Murray, and then as he can play baseball, he's in this unique spot, but yeah, that's a valid point. Um, scrubbing all that. Cause he wants to go play baseball. Think about the news that would make if he left the, you know, NFL is King. He left that to go play baseball, which is in turmoil right now. It'd be a weird little pivot, but first he went first, <laughs> first, really my goodness. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, so, uh, Jason, we have the baseball wild card. We have the scrub of Instagram, and we have a quarterback whose team floundered down the stretch in two consecutive seasons. Does that mean Murray is on the move somehow? It's interesting because I don't know what he would be disgruntled about. How how is his and Kingsbury's relationship? I I thought that that, that it was good. Um, so I mean I I don't know. I mean you know you like when everybody gets all all up in arms when a when a when a player likes a tweet, right? <laughs> or anything like that, let alone scrubbing his whole Instagram account. I think Von Miller did that like two years ago at Denver. Um, I don't know. I, I I think it's much to do about nothing. But to to Wes's point, yeah, absolutely. This dude has all the leverage in the world. You just go play baseball. Um, <laughs> and yeah, he was really good at baseball. There's a lot of people surprised that he opted to go the football route. That's yeah. how good he was at baseball. Um, He'll do both. Do both? Yeah, he should do both. Uh, we haven't seen that in a while, um, you know. But uh, you know, you can always pull the old pull the old Elway card. It's just threatened with baseball. Yep. <laughs> There's precedent for this. Yeah, man, that'd be sweet. Yeah, think um, think about how different that like the times feel when Dion was able to do that or Bo Jackson. Like how how for us that as youngsters that was so normal and cool because they were gods of athletes, but yeah, nobody's done it since. Yeah. And I, well, and then you can't forget, um, obviously not nowhere near as electric, but Brian Jordan too, did it. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, but, but yeah, I mean that, and you would think 
that it would actually maybe happen a little bit more Mm -hmm. than it did then, because it's not like these guys are just, you know, yeah, I I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that needs to happen again. Tyler should do that. (laughs) Yeah. He, uh, it's a, it's a good point. Like if he did make the pivot, first of all, baseball players make more money. Correct. Wes. Yes. Most, I mean, if they're that good, if they're yeah. the cream, of the crop, because yeah, there's real no regulation on the cap. And then mm-hmm. uh, the way that he plays, he'll probably be around till 34, 35. And in baseball, you know, he can play a little bit longer than that. And Albert Pujols is the example to point to and make millions. So, yeah, that'll be his bargaining chip. Um, but to your point on the Von Miller scrubbing, too, um, I remember last year when Daniil Hunter for the Vikings <clears throat> liked a tweet about somebody said, come play for the Titans. And then that was like, oh, yeah, he wants to be traded. And yeah. Like, yeah, I think he just likes the compliment. You know? and, then, and, then, and then you're and then you always see those those one beat writers and stuff that breaking news. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, oh, it, irresistible. Yeah, but let's get I just one more last thing on the Kyler Murray thing. What like today's youth, like when we you when we think about um Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders. I mean, it, it doesn't seem that long ago to me. I mean, I remember them guys <laughs> playing like it was like it was yesterday, but you t- start talking about those guys with some of today's youth. And, and I wonder clearly they, they have, do you think they know who those guys are? I mean, I, you know, Marquette does. And, you know, mainly because they yeah. can unlock them on like Madden and stuff, you know, unlock those old guys and, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, it's like, I don't think, I mean, they know the aura and depends on how big the legend is like, you know, Jordan's unescapable, but I really don't think so because it would be akin to the three of us knowing about Mickey Mantle when we were in high school. Like, yeah, we know that he broke the record, but we really know about his aura or what he did sort of. Yeah. 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 No, I don't think so. I what do you, how, how, how up in arms and how big of a deal would it be in today's like pop culture, youth movement? If what somebody were to do that, oh, you yeah. think? it would be electrifying. I just don't know if it would even be allowed, like, because, be, yeah. because of the enhanced um, emphasis on player safety in the NFL, That's true. I don't like, <laughs> I don't know like it just seems like sports are more important now. And to me, it almost felt like Jackson and Dion did it like for a novelty, like sake. And it seems that, right. I mean, that, that's probably not true. That's how it felt to me. And it just seems like Kyler Murray on the cusp of being a top five quarterback. I don't know if his, his, his team's ownership would be like, well, that's fine. Go have double duty. And like, cause they'd want to know where your head's at. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah, my take. That's I, I think I'm, maybe maybe it's because there's so much more media now that the the circus is so big that you your attention span wouldn't be focused accordingly on one or the other. That's true. And I mean, the quarterback's the most demanding position mm-hmm. on on the offensive side of the football. So I'm, that alone, you know, they I'm sure ownership and coaching and et cetera, they want you all in yeah yeah somebody would put the kibosh on it yeah Yeah. because they would overlap like very poorly in september and october assuming that kyler's baseball team was good especially in october 
And then training camp would start in July. So he'd have to, <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't, when you think about it, then you wonder how Dion even did it. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes it even that much more impressive. Yeah. I, I think the Braves were probably like, yeah, just whenever you're ready, whenever you, whenever you feel like it. Yeah, we got the we got the lineup open for you. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's the way it would. And plus, he was a corner in football, which is huge, but it's not quite QB one. Well, that's right. true. And then just look at his coach, Jerry Glanville, at the time. <laughs> yeah. You know, we walked around <laughs> up and down the sidelines in a trench coat, <laughs> and had MC Hammer on the sidelines for Christ's sake. Oh, that was awesome! <laughs> God, that was great, wasn't it? Though, yeah. Oh, that- yeah. That team was so cool because it had Andre Risen on it too. Oh yeah, and uh, he was kind of one of the first, eh, maybe not first, but in my lifetime, one of the first diva wide receivers that would dance. And you know, the name was cool, Andre Risen. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. and so. just think if Brett Favre would have took off on that team, <laughs> if, if they, and he never got traded, that would have been the coolest team in pro football no. history. Oh, no doubt. What about the the rest of these quarterbacks? So that one is a long shot. He's probably will be back QB one Cardinals in no time. Um, you know, it's just the it's the speculation as to why did he scrub. But the other ones are more are realer on the possibility of movement, and that includes Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Deshaun Watson, Kirk Cousins, and I throw Matt Ryan in there because I don't know what the Falcons are going to do. But those are five dudes that can put a stranglehold on a QB one job. And we saw last year it was similar because Wentz ended up being traded. Um, And maybe this is the norm from now on that quarterbacks just kind of look around and and leave. But the big three Watson, Wilson, and and Rogers, do we think that all three of them will actually move or when it rolls around in training camp or September that none of them move Jason? Oh man. I, I, You know what I'm hoping for? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I think I think Rodgers has a pretty good shot of ending up in Denver. I really honestly believe that. Um, but it's not going to surprise me at all if he just stays put in Green Bay. I think yeah. it'd be very hard for him to do that without, I mean, with all the changes that team has made, the coaches that they've lost, Devontae Adams, uh, free agency looming. Um, so it, it would be a perfect time for him to leave. It would be a perfect time for the Packers to get something for him. Um, it'd be a perfect time for them to transition into a new era. Russell Wilson, um, it's looking more and more likely that he moves. Uh, and it, it, Deshaun Watson, <laughs> we, I don't have any comment on that. I, I don't know anything about the situation other than the fact that he wants out of there and Houston wants him out of there by March, but who's going to take him? Where's he going to go? What is going on in the legal world there? Yeah, it was supposed to come to a head this year, and I thought it was this month, but I haven't heard anything about it. Um, so that's the the wild card with with Rodgers is we talked about a couple times is the salary cap situation for the Packers. So last year, the Saints were in a similar spot where they looked screwed. Well, when Jameis came out and was playing decent, they didn't feel screwed. So I'm hesitant to say that the Packers can't dig themselves out of this with some fancy cap work to extend the Rogers era, because do you really want to do something as sinful as trade Rogers and watch him go win a Super Bowl finally after 11 years with the Broncos? Can they really stomach that? Because he's good enough, going to get two MVPs in a row to do it. But to your point, Jason, if you look at it without emotion, this is the perfect time to put a bow on the Rogers era, get 
two firsts, two seconds, blah, 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 whatever it turns out in being, and then start fresh because you won't always have the luxury of trading a soon-to-be, what am I going to be, 39, because that's how Rogers, old Rogers is, and getting that much draft count. I've never even heard of that. So yeah. um, I, I, I'm i with you. I'm cynical enough, especially because that's my primary sports foe, that he'll be back there and they'll win 12 games and then they'll blow it to the 49ers because you can set your watch to that. And I love it. Yeah. Um, but I... I'll believe it when I see it and they're in a very odd spot. I just don't know if they would send him packing because it was time to rebuild West set us straight. Yeah. I, I actually don't see um, any of the big names moving. Um, the reason being kind of what we're just talking about with Kyler Murray, you know, he's, uh, franchise quarterback franchise quarterbacks don't grow on trees um there is value there um dustin and i being active members of vikings twitter go back and forth uh with numerous different vikings fans on the pro kirk cousins uh, anti-kirk cousins um and numerous league execs numerous coaches that uh, were interviewed for the job, uh, at least from what's been reported, all indicates that, you know, the coaching coaches that were interviewed uh, and the GMs that were interviewed all liked Cousins and thought they could win with Cousins. So um, regardless of what the fans say, um, the people that, that get paid the big bucks to make those type of decisions regarding the team believe in the man. So I, I just don't see um, him or any of the others moving. And that would mean Watson has to come to Jesus with Lovey Smith as like, he's reborn there because it's a new regime. I, I just, I mean, possibly, but I, I don't know where his, his legal issues will wind him up at um, for what it's worth. The uh, Trevor Bauer was also a, a high profile uh, athlete uh, pitcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers. He had um, not similar, but uh, yeah, I guess similar type of transgressions uh, that were uh, accused against him and, for whatever reason, the uh, Los Angeles District Attorney's Office, they dropped the charges, um, I think I saw a day or two ago. Um, will that happen in this case? I, I have no idea. Probably not with the number of <laughs> named plaintiffs, but um, I, I don't think Bauer will get another job again. Uh, he, he might, but I haven't heard any indication that uh, he'll return to the Dodgers and um, the same could be said for, for Watson. You really think that would just be kaput? I, I, I really don't know. I mean, okay. well, the that, that NFL is trade value is not a, yeah. I get him for and a that's third the thing too. It's, so it's, it's like the Ben Simmons uh, in, <laughs> in basketball, like, the team that has the um, the trade chip is way overvaluing it for what the market is for it, and 
and that's where I think Houston is at with Watson. Okay. Were you saying, say Jason? Yeah. Well, I was just going to ask you guys what you would. Uh, all right. I mean, if you just, if you really look at it um, with the quarterbacks that we're, that we're talking about with, with the exception of Watson, I'm talking mm-hmm. about Rogers and Wilson. What I am about to say might shock you, but the greatest quarterback of all time is not just a goat on the field. He's a goat when it comes to investing as well. He invests in stocks, crypto, and even art. Now you can invest like the goat with Masterworks. Masterworks is the investing platform that lets you buy shares representing investment in art icons like Picasso, Monet, and Warhol. Art prices actually outpace the S&P 500 by 164% from 1992 to 2021. In fact, early investors already received their over 30% IRR in 2020 and uh, 2021 from the sale of two paintings. This is your opportunity to join 300,000 other members and invest like the GOAT. Plus, you get priority access with our game day promo. Go to masterworks.art slash bleav, B-L-E-A-V. That's masterworks.art slash B-L-E-A-V. See important disclosures of Masterworks and the um, on the site there. But yes, head to Masterworks and get in on all that investment. And Cousins, with the exception of the Legion of Boom 2013 Super Bowl and uh, the Packers Super Bowl win in what was that, 2010? 2011. Uh, 2010, yeah, 2010 season. 2010. Mm-hmm. With the exception of those, they, they really, and, and this is this is the the reality of it. If you just step, take a step back and look at it, Kirk Cousins gives you just as good of a chance as either of those two quarterbacks does. If I mean, the only difference is, is I mean, I'm not saying no way am I comparing Kirk Cousins to Rogers or to Russell Wilson or to any of that. But really, there there has to be a time. As, a, as an organization, I would think, I, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm just thinking, all right, we haven't won a Super Bowl in over a decade, you know, and, and one would debate that Russell would have even gotten that if they didn't have that defense. I mean, that yeah. could be debated. That could be debated all day, but same could be said about Manning in 2015 with Broncos defense. Yeah. But you could also say, well, they wouldn't, they wouldn't even have got the Super Bowl if it wasn't for Brock Osweiler. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, how many more runs at the plate do you want to give bef- before, as an organization, you've got to start looking out for what, for the future? You have to. And the Saints fell into that same uh, situation with Breeze. They kept trying to exalt their resources to extend him. I mean, they even extended him for what, a two year deal, mm-hmm. one year deal. 50 million, one year for Breeze. Um, <laughs> like hanging on to this guy was the only way. And because of that, well, we saw what happened there. Payton, just Sean Payton got into a situation that he couldn't even deal with. So he just left. Really? So this, so this is the case for letting them go try to win it elsewhere while you draft younger? younger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think yeah. that makes a good point to, to, to go ahead and do that for the organization. Um, and then also to being able to realize that, Hey, look, just, you know, you, like w- what you said, the fear of having him go somewhere else to mm-hmm. win a super bowl. Well, if that happens, then that happens. Yeah. You know, I mean, but really hanging on to a guy in hopes that he gets you a game further 
than he has the past five years doesn't make any sense either. Yeah, I think that it's the allure of you know always next year. We just need one more corner. We just need uh, an extra linebacker to get us over the top. I think I, that has to be the mentality, especially with Rodgers is the most confusing one because to the eye test, to the stat test, the guy should have as many rings as Brady. Yeah, but that's true, and but <laughs> almost as confusing as Manning. Peyton yeah. Manning. Think mm-hmm. about that for a second. I mean, people think that those teams that that Manning had with the Colts and Rodgers has had with the Packers, they just need to get one more piece. Yeah. No, 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 no. Those teams were freaking stacked. I mean, <laughs> Manning had Edron James, who I, I mean, when we used to pull stats and look at James's records mm-hmm. back at the Capital One days, oh my God, he had like four, five seasons in a row with like 1,500 plus yards. Yeah. Guy was an absolute monster. And then Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne. So those teams are stacked. And then you had, uh, you know, Rodgers has had had good teams too. So it's not like these guys alone are the reason that their teams are winning because we all know that a good quarterback alone is not the answer either. Yeah, the only thing that the eliteness of Rodgers and usually Russell Wilson, the only thing that that offers you is guaranteed skin in the game in January. Mm -hmm. Like Rodgers and Wilson on normal years, they're going to give you a puncher's chance. Cousins doesn't offer that on his own. Stafford yeah. did not offer that on his own. But we, unless there's an injury involved, Rodgers is going to get the Packers to the playoffs every single year. And then they're going to lose every single year for the last decade. But at least you got there. So I, I'm pretty convinced that it's the... I mean, it's dumbfounding for these general managers because they look at it and they're like, God, this guy is so good. We've got yeah. to be able to do this for him. Um, but... Yeah, then you hang on too long, and then you've you've mortgaged everything, like like the Breeze situation. Um, it, so it's really about developing the team around a guy for so long, and then trying to decide if you're going to cut bait. It, it it reminds me kind of um, for this, and I I think Wes would be on board with this. That I swear on everything holy that if Kirk Cousins was the one traded to the Rams, they would be in the exact same spot right now. Like I'm telling you. Like there's so many things that Stafford does in a season that are like, that was atrocious, but nobody at all cares. And there, there is, there, I I will be the first to tell you that there is more of a likability about Stafford, just who he is, the way he smiles, the way he looks, he's a more likable guy. And I'll be damned if I know why it is, but uh, it's, it's this, the, what has transgressed transpired in the last year is the ultimate nod to how a team wins football because Stafford could not do it on a shitty team. He goes to the 92 Olympic dream team with these Rams and boom, he's in the Super Bowl. And it's, it, that's what always leads me back to the Vikings, probably retaining cousins with the new coach is the Stafford blueprint is there. He, he didn't win stuff in Detroit. You put him in a good franchise with Von Miller and Aaron Donald, and Jalen Ramsey and Cooper. Cup. Great coaching. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the, one of the best young coaches, probably the best young coach in the NFL. And of course they're going to get to the Super Bowl. So um, yeah, it, it, it's about that team building aspect. And I think it gets, gets stale with some of these uh, gentlemen like Rogers and especially Matt Ryan. I mean, poor guy was so damn close, but they couldn't get it done. And I think it's also the quarterbacks look around and think, I guess it's got to be something else I can try. Look what Brady did. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. And then you just brought up Matt Ryan, and I want to bring him up in a comparison to Cousins because Matt Ryan, with the exception of that Super Bowl win, 
I mean, he, that team, that team has had more losing seasons. I think, I don't know if you can pull it up. I know you're a stat guy, but I'd sure. love to know their record or their records, overall records for the last decade and compare them to, to, uh, to cousins. It can't be too far off. I think it's a lot of feast or famine for the Falcons. It is. Oh. It's either 12 and four or four and 12. <laughs> <laughs> there is absolutely no in between that. And, and it seems like it's the latter more often than not. So, but they're but they've been investing in Ryan now for ever. Okay, yeah. Here's the deal, um, Matt Ryan. What is he West? 2008, right with Flacco. Yes. Okay, so it for him it stretches. It's like three year intervals of poop versus contender. So I'll start with his rookie year. Boom, eleven and five out of the gate, gangbusters. Probably one rookie of the year. I can't remember. The next year, nine and seven. And then they really get good. 13 and three, 10 and six, 13 and three. And this is 2013 now, four and 12, six and 10, eight and eight. 2016, the Super Bowl year, 11 and five, 10 and six. From 2018 on, seven and nine, seven and nine, four and 12, seven and 10. So it's, it's, this is what happened to Breeze too. And nobody likes to say it out loud. The, the Saints had a very, very bad defense for a while. Sean Payton de- doesn't really do defense. When he has a defensive coordinator, the thing is popping. But they they went through the same uh, 2014, 2016, 7 and 9 every single year. Yeah. And just missed out on the postseason. So, yeah, he has that ebbs and flows. And there's another testament to the team sport of it because in his prime, he was very damn good. He wasn't very mobile, but he was an excellent passer. So, yeah, it's, it's ups and downs. And that's why we're in the spot where – there's no, it's no in between. Like, well, if, if you went into the 2013 season, um, the Falcons were just 13 and three the year before, boom, four and 12. And you're like, well, what the hell happened? There oh was no, God. there was no major injury. And I don't know, I can't remember that year if it was roster turnover and they had to do a rebuild on the fly. But yeah, that's, that's the way it goes. And then poor Stafford, that was the way of it forever in Detroit. I mean, what the Rams did by trading a bunch to get Stafford, that should be what every general manager thinks about Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins and maybe Prescott here eventually if if he keeps getting stifled in the playoffs is that you just need this guy to be in a situation where there's a roster around him. Yeah, and sometimes a fresh start is needed. Um, You know, just a a new change of scenery, but, but, but I can't stress it enough has to be good coaching. It has to be. Yeah. And defense. Coaching. And well, yeah, and defense. I mean, I think you need a, you know, a top uh, at least, yeah, top 16. <laughs> top 15 defense and a top 10 offense. Yep. Yep. And you'll you'll be hard pressed to find Super Bowl participants that don't qualify in one of those. And mm-hmm. and then we just we've created a uh an era of football where it's quarterbacks. The the marketing is quarterbacks, just like the NBA did 30 years ago when Jordan came on the scene. We made it Jordan versus Bird. We made it Magic versus Bird, and we still do it. It's awesome. The basketball is a little bit more of a close community because there's only five dudes on the court. Uh, let's talk about some of these coaches. Uh, Wes, the coaching carousel is filled. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of controversy um, based on the Brian Flores situation, and out of nowhere, Mike McDaniel, who was not anybody's radar when this started a month ago, is a coach of the Dolphins. So I wanted to know: Are there any any slam dunk hires, and are there any turd hires that you see right away? I'm going to interrupt for just a second and talk about Nord VPN N O R D. What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you're online. 
And with all of these threats that are out there that you face today on the internet, it's more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering fast connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With Nord's VPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either, and plans start at under $400 per month. So grab at your exclusive NordVPN deal by using nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code B-L-E-A-V, that's believe, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. NordVPN. Start with a potential turd hire. I think the Lovey Smith to Houston... um, not that he's a, a bad coach. I, I think we've seen him have success. Um, this is just his his third stop as a head coach. And um, usually guys only get, you know, a, a second shot to to get it done and to, to make it right. So I, um, I know Flores' legal team had released a statement shortly thereafter. Uh, him getting hired and congratulated him on you know being a minority candidate that got the job, but uh, also pointing out his record of um, not having a, as much success as a candidate like Flores had uh, while he was in Miami. Um, so I mean, maybe Flores was the guy. Um, Maybe somebody else was, but um, I think Houston Houston was the last one to to pick their head coach, and I, I think them waiting through the process when they essentially knew since last year that they were going to be in this position because they they paid David Cully as such, you know, a, a one year stopgap um, for what was it like. 17 million dollars something something crazy number yeah. just for a year knowing that he would only be there for a year and i i think he did a admirable job under the circumstances as well so um yeah i think houston kind of fumbled the bag there one thing to note for next year when we get to this spot in the calendar is that when you see the names start to be unraveled for who's going where this year is a, a tale that tells us that those big names like Kellen, uh, Kellen Moore and uh, Dan Quinn and Eric Bieniemy, I guess he wasn't a big name, but somebody thought he'd at least get some traction. A lot of these dudes flew under the radar a little bit to eventually to get jobs. So uh, I'll, I'll read them off. Jason, you tell me one that's going to flop and you tell me a non Broncos one that's going to, that's going to hit uh, the bears, Matt Eberflus, Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett, Giants, Brian Dable, Raiders, Josh McDaniels, Vikings, Kevin O'Connell, Jaguars, Doug Peterson, Dolphins, Mike McDaniel, Texans, Lovey Smith and Saints, Dennis Allen. Um, I gotta say that, the I just I, I'm I'm really shocked kind of about the Doug Peterson and the Lovey Smith one. I just think that the way that everything is trending, um, I, I would think that you want to get some new guys in there and somebody that can get a you know a I, I don't know. You you guys talk about the being the old boys club, uh, you know, with the 
that kind of mentality. Lovey Smith, I, I, you know what? I, I was, um, you know, way back in the day when I was living. When did he coach in Chicago? What what year was that? Well, the NFC Championship year, right? So twenty ten. Twenty like early twenty early twenty tens. Was that? Yeah. I Cut, thought it was Cutler. I can go look it up. Was yeah. it the Cutler days? I thought it was. He was reason. with uh, the Bears, two thousand four to two thousand twelve. Okay, so yeah, it was yeah, that, that was a long run. Yeah, yeah, it was that long ago, and so he got him to a Super Bowl yeah. with Rex Grossman, mm-hmm. who and he's a defensive minded guy, right, Bobby? You're damn right. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess they did have some some success, but success in the two thousands, I don't know that it translates to success right now in present day. Coach I, I of just, the year, sorry, uh, coach of the year in two thousand five. So his second year, he was coach of the year. Yep, and that's when they w- went to the Super Bowl against Manning, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's really hard to tell. Um, you know, I, I we talk about those old school coaches set kind of set in their ways. I think that that you know, when I was younger, I didn't ever pay attention to coaching. I don't know about <laughs> you guys, but I mean, I you know, whoever my coach was, I didn't really didn't really care if my team sucked. I blamed the players. Uh, <laughs> Must be, must be getting in my old age that now I start to look at the coaches and how inept some of them are and, um, and, and how much that they, they can actually ruin players. Um, and, um, I don't know. I, I think Dayball's going to have some success in, uh, in, uh, New York. I honestly really think that that's going to be, that's going to be pretty impressive to, to watch what he can do with Daniel Jones. And as we've talked, as we talked about it a few times last uh, during the season, I mean, the Giants had a pretty talented roster. No, they do. Yeah. And uh, the, the only thing I caution there for everybody is that point blank, Daniel Jones isn't good as Josh Allen. And no, he's not no. he's not even going to get close to that. You just want to mold him into a top 15 dude rather than what Allen already is a top yeah. three. Yeah. Yeah. I think Dayball can do it. I do see some similarities between him and Allen, although they're nowhere near. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Allen is just Allen, but yeah. I mean, I think, uh, and then Dennis Allen, I mean, the saints had, had a great defense. I just, um, boy, I'm, I'm really leery about <laughs> defensive minded head coaches. Uh, been burned. I, I I've been burned. Um, you know, and, and you could even argue that even though you were a Zimmer fan, you guys kind of have been, it, it, they, they, their coaching styles are different. Not that they're bad coaches. It's just that when they, I think a lot of them play not to lose. And I think that's just the way that their, their, yeah. uh, their brains are wired. And, and that's understandable because that's what you're doing on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Um, you just you just got to find a Belichick who does both. Yeah, um, yeah it's aggress- <laughs> aggressive, cocky, and deadly. And oh, man. Yeah. I, I've told you guys on air that even though Belichick came from like the Lawrence Taylor days and Parcells trees, a defensive guy, even through this 20 year run, I still have to remind myself is he offensive or defensive? My I could never remember what <laughs> Belichick is specifically good at because I mean, I. I don't, I don't ever attribute the Patriots offense to anything other than Brady and Belichick. And so sometimes I just convince myself in the heat of the moment. Well, yeah, Belichick's an offensive guy. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I don't get it. I don't, <laughs> well, know, I don't, we don't even know if he has a specific <laughs> skill set in any of them. Yeah. Just- or when, uh, when they, when they had some roster turnover a few years ago, 
And I can't remember which one it was. If it was offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator, they didn't have one. He's like, I'll just do it. <laughs> <laughs> it might have even been offensive. No, he probably yeah. had Mc, he might he might have had McDaniel and I can't remember. But yeah, he, just, he, <laughs> he just said, I'm good, I'll do it. The weird thing about this, these nine vacancies that are now filled is that when you look at all of them, you see the positives in every single one, and that's for the Vikings included. That there's sizzle around every candidate and you look at it and you're like, well, God, you know, there's, I see at least 10 and seven for all these, but in reality, just like the NFL draft, about half of these dudes are going to flop. Yeah. And um, so, mm-hmm. oh, it's so tricky. I see what you guys are saying on the game, potentially passing by Lovey Smith. Um, and I, I, that would probably be the one in Vegas. If I had to bet on this topic, like who's going to flame out, I'd probably say him because structurally, you never, you don't know if they're getting Watson back. You don't know if Davis Mills is going to mature, but I really do think Josh McDaniels is screwed because oh, I mean, think about it, Justin Herbert, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, maybe Aaron Rodgers, And even if they go do their usual Raiders thing where they go nine and eight, 10 and seven, it's going to feel the exact same and they're going to lose in the playoffs. And you're going to try to figure out why does this Belichick tree always do poorly? And I don't know. I just feel sympathy for that team because of that division, especially if Rogers goes there. Yeah. In Denver where they, I forgot about McDaniels. Obviously he's not liked in Denver, <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's crazy to think about because for the longest time, years, I mean, now we're talking going back probably three years, uh, all the guys that, that I follow and, and we just couldn't believe that Tom McMahon stayed employed on our roster for as long as he's a special teams coach. Yeah. McDaniels hired him. So yeah, <laughs> we were excited. All right, here's a here's a tricky one because it's it's super early in the thing. We're just talking about all the the cool new hires. I think it's easy to say for the Cowboys, Mike McCarthy, and probably Cliff Kingsbury. What other coaches are already on the hot seat for next season? Hmm. Wes is it? What are you thinking, Pete Carroll? What are we thinking? Uh, yeah, Pete Carroll could definitely be on the hot seat. Um, Matt Rule. Yeah, he he entered the offseason, I would say, on it. Um, possibly Kevin Stefanski. Um, yeah, if they went, missed the playoffs again. Yeah. Um, just cycling through the coaches right now in my head. I you think Ron Rivera has to win, or they just don't have a quarterback, so he gets uh, an out. Maybe, maybe I, I think the the team rebranding and then the yeah uh, Daniel Snyder legal issue that's ongoing might keep him safe. Just as you know, at least the the football side is a little steady, even if they're not winning. Um, I think everyone else yeah. is pretty good. Fairly new, yeah. Jason, does Frank Reich have to get to the playoffs for the Colts? Yeah, I, well, I mean, gosh, I that's an interesting one. Um, I can't believe the way the team floundered. Um, you know, I could take a lot of satisfaction in blaming Carson Wentz. Um, but 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I can't really say on that one. I don't have an opinion one way or another. I do think that they were, God, they looked good there for a minute, and then <laughs> then they didn't. Um, I got I got one, and I know it's only going to be his second year, but uh, but uh, Brandon Staley out of um, L.A. for the Chargers. I was expecting something much better last year. I think they need to get into the playoffs for sure this year. Otherwise, his seat's going to be really hot, um, especially like we talk about all the time with Herbert. Not only do they just have Herbert, their defense is pretty pretty good, and they got the skill positions covered there. So he needs to do something there. Um, but, yeah, I don't really know um, many others. You mentioned Rivera. Yeah, talking about the, the quarterback position over there in Washington. They don't even have a plan over nope. there, do they? Nope. <laughs> no, I started, I was banging that drum last summer to you guys that they're the only team in the world that doesn't have a planet quarterback. So that, that just means they're guaranteed to draft like Matt Corral or something at 11. Yeah. yeah. And nor, it doesn't even seem like they, they want a plan. Yeah. For quarterback. <laughs> yeah. They, they were, I, 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 I looked up and down every single roster because after Haskins, they were like, no, we're, we're good. We got Alex Smith and Ryan Fitzpatrick and Taylor Heineke. <laughs> And um, I'm jaded on Heineke from my Vikings community because we consider him so good because he came from the Vikings and he's just uh, probably the 21st best quarterback in the, in the league. Yeah. It's um, just a guy. Yep. And because he was third string and practice squad for the Vikings, should have kept him. Um, but yeah, I think that the one thing that I always forget about Staley is when I see him on TV, I think I think of him in the Shanahan McVay, like young guy, offensive yeah. guy. But he's, he's a defensive not, guy. Yeah, he's a defensive guy. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. does look that way. Doesn't yeah, he, he has. Guy, the, yeah, he looks like he looks like Pete Buttigieg, and, <laughs> and he does. Well, there's two guys that look like Pete Buttigieg. There's the coach of the Celtics who looks exactly like him. Yeah, look, look him up. And yep, he, that's that's like a body double. And then when I see Staley, that's Buttigieg as well. So yeah, he does look like. <laughs> one of those younger offensive minded coaches then <laughs> yeah. you, you hear the commentator saying well god they're not utilizing herbert strengths well yeah and it's yeah he's <laughs> he just he looks the part of from the mcveigh tree that coached yep. offense and that's how mcconnell or kevin o'connell will look for the vikings uh let's see what are we missing out we got super bowl stuff that uh, no matter what happens in this super bowl you're going to have a cool story at quarterback because you're going to have joe burrow win at every level and in a second year set the world on fire and almost a Montana, like rise to power winning a super bowl in year two with a team that really isn't that good. <laughs> like, let's just say it out loud. They got a lot of luck in the playoffs, which is awesome. You know, hopefully your sake, your team gets that as well, if you're listening, but uh, his, just the, the presence of burrow has, has flipped the NFL world on its head and has convinced teams that all it takes is a year to rebuild and you're good. Um, and then if they don't win, and I don't think they will, I think that the Rams will win commandingly. Then you got Stafford. Like, see, we told you so. He just needed to get out of that uh, toilet in Detroit and boom, a championship. Um, I, In terms of excitement, I usually like to see the big monsters of rock in the Super Bowl, and that's usually Brady. So for this one, I'm really not that pumped. It, it'll be cool to watch and then do the proverbial hope for an exciting game. I'm also doing like the, the real trendy non-sports fan. I just want to see the halftime show. Um, <laughs> but all in all, I think the Rams will win 38-17 because I really think the Bengals have overachieved. 
However, I've been wrong every step of the way of these playoffs about them. I've told you guys three times that they're going to choke, and they never did. Wes, give me your Super Bowl takes. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, just for the fact that, you know, two essentially fresh faces, um, especially quarterback Stafford and Burrow. Uh, I'm hoping for kind of an offensive back and forth uh, showmanship game. Uh, I was obviously looking forward to the halftime uh, performance as well. Uh, I, I'm back and forth on the fence about who's going to take this. Uh, my early indication was Cincinnati, but I've lately been leaning to to the Rams, and I, I think this is going to truly go up into the game before I decide on on who I think will take it. Um, I, I think Cincinnati, if they can hang with uh, the Rams for the first half, uh, they've shown throughout the playoffs that the defense can make the second half adjustment and make it tough on whatever offense it is. And I, I can really see that happening. Um, it, for me, it's going to be the first half. Uh, if the, the Rams can get out to an early lead, uh, if they win the coin toss and defer and come out of halftime with the ball, I don't believe the second half defense of um, the Bengals will be able to thwart them long enough uh, for the Cincy offense to uh, catch up. Every team does that, by the way, now. They defer. Yeah. Zimmer used to be the only guy, and Belichick and Zimmer, the only guys that used to do that. And then I love it. I have always loved it. Video games, everything. And then all of a sudden, like last year, everybody does it. So yeah. it, mu it must be analytics or something because everybody started doing it. Unless you're Vic Fangio. But... <laughs> <laughs> One parting shot. The cool thing about uh, the halftime show, and this is, I'm actually, this will be kind of funny probably, but I'm very serious. Is think about how far we've come that Dre, Snoop, and Eminem are household names that are anchoring the halftime show. When I would buy those dudes' music, especially Dre and Snoop, fourth and fifth grade, I was told by teachers and stuff that this was devilish music. And I'd be like, bitch, I know. That's why I like it. And, <laughs> and now, I mean, I'd be like, good, you know, I'm going to buy, buy it even more. And you'd have to hide your CDs and all this stuff because it was too violent. It was too drug riddled that these, these black men shouldn't be telling their tales from their lives and you shouldn't have it in your households. Um, but now uh, for better or for worse, it's mainstream and everybody knows who those dudes are. And I, I've, I've had an inflection point that it's, that's a really a big societal leap that these, these dudes, when they were coming up, were considered gangsters that were never going to amount to nothing. And now they rule the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be <laughs> incredible. I, uh, well, they're legends, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and back when rap was actually rap, um, you know, I know. You, gosh, even Marquette loves listening to that old stuff. Yeah. You know, finding oh, songs. So with, good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the beats and everything. Um, so, yeah, that the halftime show should get extended by a half hour, I think, this year. But, <laughs> no, this is, this is going to be one of the first Super Bowls that I can remember in a while that there's not like a quarterback uh, that's playing that people hate. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that, that people are actually <laughs> that's rooting that's against, true. <laughs> uh, you know, actually you, you, you can see yourself and find yourself rooting for either one of these guys, uh, you know, Burrow for the reasons that you mentioned and Stafford for the reasons that you mentioned. Um, so it's, I think that's going to be a great, you know, but I mean, as far as talent is concerned, like the Rams have been the talented, the most talented team in football all year. Um, what team are we going to get to see? You know, that'll be the question. I think, I think the, I mean, the Rams should, should take this, uh, but you know, gosh, you, you alluded to it. I mean, the, the, the Bengals season seems magical and yes, you do need a lot of luck in those seasons in which they've had. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a great one. I'm going to cheer for both teams. I think that, I don't know that people hated Peyton Manning, but there were people like me that got sour on him because the Brady versus Manning thing. And so I say that loosely that people, you know, hating Manning, but I think the last time we saw this, where you go into it with open mind for quarterbacks was Ravens and 49ers. And that was the 2012 season because it was <laughs> before people hated Kaepernick and yeah. uh, Flacco. And you couldn't not like Flacco that season. Cause he looked like, um, Jim Thorpe just dominating. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he yeah. did. It was it was it was like every every team's dream that you get a guy who does that for a month, and that's all. <laughs> that's, that's all there is, and that's it. You know, he's not going to do it ever again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're done here. Yep. But. And yeah, and then Ray Lewis, you know, just willed them, and that was his last gig too. Went out on top, I think. And uh, so, yeah, that's, I hadn't thought about that. That's really cool that this is, you know, because everybody, I don't know that anybody really hates Brady anymore now that he's down in Tampa. When you peeled the lid back and, you know, the Belichick (laughs) ways were gone, he could actually be a a real snide son of a bitch and have a good time with his life. It was like, wow, this guy was cool all along. Yeah, this guy's badass. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. In these last five minutes, uh, Jason, tell me your favorite Super Bowl memory. Oh gosh, you know what mine is. Yeah, right? that's why I want the world to hear it. Yeah, I mean, obviously <laughs> the 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 helicopter, Elway's helicopter. Man, that was great. Oh, that was great. I remember watching that. You know, I was God, how old was I then? Senior? Yeah, I was a senior in high school, and uh, you know, it's just and seeing Elway get that that first ring. It was just, it was incredible. Cause I, you know, he's the reason I started watching football, um, became a Broncos fan. And just to see him go through those trials and those Super Bowl blowouts that when, you know, there was that stretch where the, you know, and the bills were in that stretch where the NFC or the AFC didn't win a Super Bowl for like 11 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, then that, you know, LA beat uh, Favre and got that. And then that, that's a helicopter was the, Oh man, that was great. It's that's another guy that you wouldn't believe it now, but I shit you not that he was another guy that couldn't get it done. I mean, you, you, you lived that throughout your middle school years. Like Elway was considered a guy who wasn't good enough to get it done. Yeah. And, and but you would watch the grit that he played with and you're like, I, I think he has it. And yeah. you would tell people that and they, they would pivot to Montana and I'd be like, ah, here we go. Oh, but th- yeah. But those teams Elway played on during those seasons and, you know, you don't know, obviously as a young fan and, and, you know, in your childhood and then growing up, you don't you don't really, you, you don't really realize how bad teams are, mm-hmm. you know, if they get into the playoffs and then you get them into the Super Bowl, that's just great. And then obviously you're watching the quarterback, those teams that Elway quarterbacks were just, I mean, he, he literally drugged those teams there. 
<laughs> so <did. laughs> it never put up, never put up, uh, you know, terrific stats, but you know, that wasn't uncommon for, for quarterbacks back then. And, and it was just, yeah, it was, uh, no, it's actually pretty hilarious for people that like the numbers like I do. When you go back and look at the 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 quarterbacks that we absolutely revere now, they just look like shit. <laughs> Their numbers do. They yeah. do. You, you look at Elway, like 16 touchdowns, 13 picks, and you're like, this guy sucked. Why do, what's the <laughs> yeah. deal here? He finished with 300 total <laughs> touchdowns. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's the eras. You know? <laughs> Far cool. bad fucking 180 more interceptions. <laughs> yeah, and it's, not, it's another guy that got away with just Brett being Brett with his the way that he flung it, and nobody cared. Nobody at all was like, "Oh, he's gonna he threw that pick." It was just like you know, <laughs> how many MVPs did Favre have? Oh, it was just, it was just Brett being Brett, gunslinger. Oh yeah, and God, I, don't, he was awesome. I don't think we'll ever see another one that's allowed to do that. I really don't. <laughs> no, probably not. Don't, because no. when Baker Mayfield tries to do it, he looks like an imbecile. <laughs> and, and and Baker Baker's the closest to the to the fieriness, the never say never gunslinging, and like he tries it, he just looks like a complete dumbass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Wes, uh, your favorite Super Bowl or Super Bowl moment, either one. Um, there's been a lot. Uh, the helmet catch by David Tyree that was a, a good one. Uh, Malcolm Butler. Uh, you know, interception on the one yard line. Um, my favorite is probably the last time the, the Rams were in it and won it. Um, That's what Sally said. The Titans went down, got just the one yard line. I, I remember watching that one just being like, wow. Yeah. Did that just happen? One hour ago, Sally, Sally, Sal Spice told me the exact same thing. So she she and I are, are connected like that. We have good taste. No. Yeah, no, we all went around the horn. I exempted Bryant because his was a no-brainer uh with the Ravens. But yep, that was hers. And uh yeah, that was uh he got Kevin Dyson got tackled. Is that right? Yeah. And yeah, what I talked about on the show uh an hour ago on the Vikings show was I remember having to convince people the next day that weren't football fans that he didn't score they're like well he crossed his arm crossed the thing and i was like well he was down and you know the non-football fans are like the way that i saw it is his arm crossed the goal line like you don't know what you're talking about (laughs) um let's see my the story that i can't remember if i've told this story i know jason's heard it but my dirty little secret about football fandom is that when the vikings are eliminated which every year of my life or, or when they're in a down stretch of the franchise I've always cheered for Tom Brady and the Patriots because they're always there. And so football remained interesting to me in January because Brady was always relevant. So in 2007, when they had their undefeated season, Randy Moss was on that team. And I just fell in love with that team and Moss. Uh, that was Adrian Peterson's rookie year for the Vikings, but they didn't make the playoffs. And this is also the time that I was a total stone cold al- alcoholic in terms of drinking every day and every night. And uh, I was so jazzed about that Super Bowl. And you guys would be familiar with this routine. On weekends, I would wake up drunk from the night before, and then I would drink in the morning, and I'd feel like this hour-long worth of complete bliss. Like my, There's no better feeling in the body for me than being drunk right after being drunk in the morning. But then uh, it hits me, and I get really tired, and then I, I go back to sleep. And this is what I always did on Saturday and Sunday morning. So I did that. And I got up and I was like, well, it's Super Bowl Sunday, so I'm going to start drinking again. And I uh, super excited about the Super Bowl and I drank and then I passed out. And when I woke up, I saw highlights of the David Tyree catch. So 
I, I drank mm-hmm. myself into missing that Super Bowl, and it all told, I would have slept about 11 hours um, because I went to bed and fell asleep about two or three, and that's when I woke up just completely confused about where, when did this happen? Like, what game is this? Because I was convinced it was still two in the afternoon. And I went right. and looked, looked outside. And I was like, it's dark. I was like, did I miss the Super Bowl? And yeah, that, that was my strangest moment. I think from a game perspective, watching the Cardinals and Steelers, that's when I was like, good God, this game is incredible. That's when uh, Roethlisberger was young and Kurt Warner was trying to get one more. And that one always stands out. But then there's always the the Brady versus the Seahawks and then the Rams or excuse me, the Falcons collapsing. Those ones are, are noteworthy. But yeah. Yeah. The, you yeah. The, I, I forget about that one. The Steelers Cardinals was a really oh, good God. One. It was a great game. Mm-hmm. And it was I was so neutral. The only thing I really wanted to see was me being right about Mike Tomlin leaving the Vikings was a dumb idea. And so and he was so energetic and young then. And it was it was cool to see him go out and do so well. But then you had the, the Warner who was already past his prime and he, cause he felt washed up with the giants. Remember that he yeah. felt completely yeah. washed. And then they let him go to the Cardinals and he, he grabbed the job there. And it felt in that fourth quarter of that game, it kind of felt like the chiefs and bills this year where you're like, Oh my God. And <laughs> yep. So that one always stands out. Heck yeah. All right, gentlemen. So next week we're going to have a clean slate of everything. We'll have to start pivoting towards free agency because don't look now. We're only four and a half weeks away from that. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, but trades can technically happen anytime. Can't they? They can happen right now in principle. I, I always wonder how that works, how that's allowed because Stafford was traded on January 30th, 2021. And they must be able to write it up and say like, this is, this is good until the, the league year opens, but yeah, trades could happen. You could, your phone could buzz right now that says Rogers have been traded to, to the Broncos. It usually they, they lead up closer to free agency in the draft, yeah. but yeah, free agency. I love free agency because you just envision who fits everywhere and it's players you already know. And some people love the draft, but then they watch a lot of college football and I don't have time to do that. So for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, gentlemen. Will you watch the Super Bowl? Take notes. We'll be back to cover that and the topics for next week. All right. All right. All right. Good night, guys. Later. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.